This week we are starting the second book of Moses, the book of Exodus, in Hebrew known as Shemot. The beginning of this week also starts the period in the Jewish calendar year of Shovevim. Shovevim is a mystical concept, but let me just bring it down to our level and make it applicable with the help of God that we can gain from this time of the year. So Shovevim means it's a, like a dual word. On one hand, it's a shovav. A shovav is a rebellious child. But it also, since it sounds like shovevim, it also sounds like shavim. Shavim meaning to do teshuva, repenting and coming back towards God. So what does this have to do with anything? So the acronym of the word shovevim, shin standing for shemot, then the next portion, vav for va'era, then the two bets are Bo and Beshalach. Yud is for Yitro. And Mem is for Mishpatim, an acronym. And then in a leap year, not like this year, but when there is two Adars, there's the Tat, the Truma and Tetzaveh, giving us eight weeks. This year we have only six weeks, alluding to these six um, acronym letters of the word Shovavim. Okay. What does it have to do with anything? So this is a special time of the year that a person has the opportunity to repent, to come closer to God, and to specifically grow in aspects of morality and holiness. Why is this time of the year? Because this time of the year when we do read about, in these Torah portions, about the Jewish people becoming entrenched in the land of Egypt, um, stooping down in all aspects of immorality, and then God... Um, sparing the Jewish people, freeing them, and helping them get out of it. So we, too, on a yearly basis, reenact those powers and those notions spiritually that were taking place back then every single year during these six weeks. So these six weeks are an opportunity for us to grow in our levels of holiness, our levels of maturity um, as an individual, as a family, and as the entire Jewish people. Having said that, the Chafetz Chaim Heritage Foundation a couple years ago put out a fascinating book um, that I stumbled upon a bunch of years ago. And there's 40 special chapters in this book dealing with a specific issue. So the name of the book is called Anayada De'at Li, which is a excerpt from the Jerusalem Talmud that teaches us as follows, and I'll quote, Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu, the God said, If you give me, God says, if you give me your heart and your eyes, now I know, now I know that you are mine. Alluding to and teaching us that God knows who a person belongs to or where a person's head is, or where a person's heart is, based on where their heart and their eyes are following. So we're going to speak about this. We'll get into that again. There's a 40-chapter book that was put out. This book, as we mentioned by the Chafetz Chaim Heritage Foundation, gives us 40 chapters on a specific nuance in human life, and I want to put it as in Jewish life. And that is the idea of guarding one's eyes. So you might say, well, 
what's the point of guarding your eyes? God gave me eyes to look and to see. Well, we're going to see that through the learning that we're going to spend that curiosity is a human nature, but it's not always to our advantage. Many times it is, but it also not always is. Rabbeinu Asher, the Rosh, writes that all of a person's guards or fence that he or she should put up for themselves all starts with guarding one's eyes. The Chafetz Chaim writes that the eye is the opening or gives an, an, an allowance to the opening of the evil inclination to do as they wish because through one's eye a person is able to see lust, desire, jealousy, and then a person's heart starts to want what may, they may not be allowed to have. So being that we are towards the end of this long exile, as the Talmud refers to it as ikvata de Meshicha, the heel of the Messiah, coming to the end of the Messiah, it's very important that we do realize that the world that we live in is a different world than it was yesteryear, a generation ago, hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, and with the amount of accessibility every single person has, what are put up on billboards in streets, what technology allows, what the media and entertainment and even sports all portray to the human people nowadays is very different than it what, what it was back in the day, and it's something that we have to address. So these 40 chapters are split up into four different parts. We're first going to speak about the great merits and rewards a person is granted by guarding their eyes. And second would be, the second group would be advice, pieces of advice from our sages on how to guard one's eyes. And the third would be an aspect of holiness. What does holiness mean? How do we attain it? And the final section will be a section of inspiration and motivation. Just as a note, although Shovavim is primarily and all issues of guarding one's eyes is primarily for men, boys, men, right? Starting all, even from a younger age before Bar Mitzvah. This is also noteworthy for women to listen to for two aspects. Number one, there is an an idea of women guarding their eyes also because again the more a woman sees others they can become jealous they can they can envy certain things they can see things which are contrary to the beliefs of our sages and our holy torah and on another aspect they are have now I'm giving the ability the opportunity for women to understand what goes on let's say in a mind in the mind of a man or in a man's soul when they see things which are inappropriate. So this may help you with your children, with your spouse, with your husband, and this may even help you with yourself realizing that, oh, maybe the way that I portray myself, the way that I speak, the way that I act, the way that I dress, does also have an effect on my surrounding and specifically the men that cast their eyes on me. So these classes, again, are primarily for men, but men and women are definitely welcome to listen to them we're going to try to keep them nice and short for a daily lesson 